This is a Berean Family Devotional. For more information about Berean Baptist Church, visit bereanfamily.com. I should probably go ahead and start here. In Joshua chapter 7. Again, this is just after the defeat of Jericho. Um, children of Israel have they have witnessed God stopping the Jordan River. They cross over on dry ground. Uh, he has a march to Jericho and, and in an incredible way that clearly was all God and not none them. Uh, he overthrows the, the uh, Jericho. And now we are in chapter 7. I can, there we go. But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted, devoted things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, and the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Bethaven, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men went up from there, from uh, the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of, of the men and chased them before the gate as far as Shebarim and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell on the earth uh, on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us the hands to give us to the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we would we have been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? O Lord. What can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and the, all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and surround us and cut off the name off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? Now I'm going to stop right there and just kind of talk about what we're reading. Uh, because it is kind of remarkable to me how quickly uh, there was sin in the camp of the nation of Israel. Again, what would just happened? He crossed. They crossed over the Jordan River. They enter the Promised Land. They uh, in a, in a miraculous way. From there, they go take Jericho in another miraculous way. And you have somebody in the camp, an Israel, who who sins. He sees something that he wants. He goes and takes it and uh, breaks the covenant that they had with the Lord. Now, we, I'm not going to read the entire chapter this time. You guys can do that. Uh, on your own and my family, I'm not going to make them do it because there's so many names of, uh, of, of pe- Hebrew people and names of villages that are kind of hard to pronounce. So, uh, but read that on your own time. But what we see is then God kind of shows Joshua uh, that there was sin in the camp and they bring about uh, different tribes and, and they finally find out the person who had sinned and he confesses. Uh, and later in the chapter, as a result of that confession and what he had done, he was actually stoned to death and burned um, to, to get rid of the sin within the camp. So pretty severe response from the children of Israel to deal with the sin. But I think there's some significant application here for us. Um, and before I just jump right into that, I'm going to ask my family to get involved. And they may not because this is completely... Um, uh, Elijah's already gone. This is completely uh, not rehearsed. We don't sit down and do this first. We just, this is what the devotion at the Krause house would look like. And that's what we want to invite you into. So 
Um, so again, thinking about the whole story, guys, right? You have the children of Israel. They're wandering for 40 years. It would have been a lot quicker, but they kept messing up. They, the God, they, they're at the Jordan River. God stops the river uh, from flowing, so they cross over on dry ground in a miraculous way. They go to Jericho. God gives them Jericho again in a miraculous way. And immediately a guy in Israel, one of the children of Israel, sins. And that sin took, uh, there was a, um, you have the whole of Israel that basically was penalized for the sin of the one person. What, what, if any, do you think there's any kind of application for us in this? And then there was silence. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you this one, maybe, or, or some of them. You know, I, I read this and I think of a couple things. One, you know, the righteousness of God. Uh, we, we can't stand before him in our sinful ways, just like the children of Israel couldn't stand before God in a sinful ways. If you read through the Old Testament, there's some patterns. There's some definite patterns. God chooses and blesses Israel. They fall and they lose his blessing and his protection and their privilege. They repent and they receive it again. And it goes back and forth like that throughout the whole Old Testament. I think we can learn as Christians some things for sure about this. Now, we're covered in the blood of Jesus. We're, we're living under the New Testament, so it's different for us. However, um, I, I think we find ourselves asking for God's blessings in areas of our lives where we're still sinning and we're not following him. And we wonder why God doesn't intervene in our lives when we make it basically impossible for him to do so. Think about like our finances. Uh, we all want God to bless our finances, but are we being obedient to him and stewarding those finances the way we are supposed to? Are we giving back to the Lord from which he has given us? Um, you know, we make it almost impossible to receive the blessings of God because we're not being obedient in the ways of God, uh, just like the children of Israel. And uh, Tim and Sarah uh, writes that our actions affect more people than we realize, especially in our church family. That's absolutely true as well. Um, you know, when we fall and we sin and, um, sorry, there's somebody just driving slowly down my road in front of my house, hopefully looking at it, thinking they want to buy it. Anyways, back to you and the devotional. Um, but I think about that. I think, you know, we, we want God to bless our relationships, but then we're not, we're not being honoring to him in our relationships. We want, we want God to bless us at our work, but then we're not being honoring to God in our work. And in some ways, we almost like tie the hands of the Lord and in, in his ability to bless us because we're not being obedient. We're not doing what we are supposed to do. And the children of Israel find this out here and they find it out over and over again. But I also want to point out the malice at which they get rid of the sin in the camp once they discovered it. Um, it wasn't enough just to say, hey, man, don't do that anymore. That was bad. That was wrong. Let's not do that. No, it was severely punished. And now I'm not saying that that's the way we deal with people in the church because we are in the New Testament and that's not the way we deal with people in the church. However, it's the way we should deal with the sin in our lives. Uh, that's the way we should be dealing with sin in our lives. Not just saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore, but take it out of the camp, beat it, burn it, and don't go back to it. That's what we ought to do with sin in our lives. Jeff says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. That's absolutely true. And it's true for ourselves as individuals, right? We can't allow a little bit of sin in our lives in one area and expect to grow in a different area. 
We need to view that sin with malice and get it out of the camp immediately and permanently. Um, if you're just t- uh, tuning in and this is the first devotional you've watched or whatever, I, I really encourage you to uh, um, uh, to write some comments and, 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 and share what you're thinking and what God's showing you in this. Nora says, people can't take God for granted. We will suffer the consequences of our actions. I, I think you're absolutely right. We do, and we do suffer the consequences of our actions. Um, I don't think we can expect God to completely bless us all the time in areas where we're being um, willingly being sinful and, and ignoring God. Now, that being said, God is a gracious God towards us. And again, because we are Christians and uh, we are under the New Testament, and we are washed in the blood of, of Jesus, we have con- an incredible amount of grace. Um, that's salvific grace. Uh, it, it gives us our salvation. It gives us good standing before God. However, we can't, we'll never make God a liar. We can't make God bless us in areas where we're sinning um, against him. Yeah, Judy says, after times of victory, Satan jumps in there and pulls us down. I agree with you, Judy. I, I also think we do it to ourselves, though. I think we we tend to um, get complacent with the blessings of God, and we forget that you know we ought to be walking in His ways as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think in that comfort, uh, the enemy sees an opportunity to pounce. You know, sees us in our, in a weak area. So, okay. So Joy asks, in today's culture, we make mistakes and not sin. How do we tell the difference? I think you can make a mistake and not sin. Is it, you know, explicitly put in the Bible or made it clear that um, what sins are and what they aren't? So um, I think we can know the difference just based on, you know, is is this thing a a sin or is this just a mistake that we had made? Um, So, yeah, I don't know if that answers that question or not, but. Okay. What else we got? Krause family, you got anything? As I'm, I'm just monologuing away, monologuing away. Nothing. It's as if I'm alone. I, I should turn the camera around just to prove that I'm not here at my table alone. Don't you do it? Okay, Kelly at least is piped up. Here's my voice. <laughs> All right, they're laughing now. Nervous laughter, thinking that it's possible that I would, but I won't do it. Mainly because of the threat of my wife. I will not do it. Anyways, I think this is uh, this chapter. Spend some time with your family um, and and read this and talk about uh, talk about this topic. And and maybe I really want to challenge you to you know ask the Lord, Hey, is there sin in my camp right now? Is there sin in my life? Um, are you maybe is there a blessing that's being withheld because of this thing that I'm not stepping away from that uh, you've made it very clear for me to me that I need to. Um, or am I not being honoring to you and glorifying to you and my and my giving and my finances? Or am I not being honoring to you in uh, uh, in the way that I'm treating my spouse or or my kids or my parents? <laughs> I never do anything. Yeah, he says I never do anything. Right, right. My kids are angels. At least I am. <laughs> At least Elijah is, according to him. Jeff says, does she have hair too? No. (laughs) Worse. (laughs) Worse, she says. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I am not going to dishonor by my wife by breaking, I don't know, her trust by pointing a camera at her right now. So, um, 
Yeah, Lori, uh, loving others where they sin and have confessed and returned to the fold is very, yeah, allowing people to um, to repent and to to be able to come back into a church and, and start over. We should give everybody else the same grace that we want, right? Um, all of us want to, to uh, be given grace. We need to be extending grace as well. So that's a good point. Well, keep the conversation going. And uh, I just want to challenge you in your prayer. Um, uh, to <laughs> thank you, Michael. I just challenge you in your prayer when we're done here to to ask God, God, where, is there any sin in my camp? Is there any sin in my life that I that needs to be exposed? That I need to repent from? That I need to, to drag out of camp to stone and to burn? Uh, that's serious about it. Um, what is there in my life that that needs to happen? So, uh, before I do that, I'm going to end in a, a word of prayer, but encourage you to continue the conversation. Also, encourage you to be checking out that right now media that we we started. I've been uh, I've, I've, I've binged watched a little bit last night, part of the history, um, under the history section. I don't even know what the show was called. It was the United Kingdom. I think it was called to looking, it was, a um, archeologist kind of looking through Israel and, um, and looking for, uh, uh, signs of King David, King Solomon and the United Kingdom of Israel. Very fascinating. I enjoyed it. Um, probably more than my wife and children did, but there are lots of things to check out on that. And I encourage you to do so, but let me close in a word of prayer. Ignore the hair. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word and uh, what we can learn from it. You are indeed a gracious God, but you're a perfect God as well. And you have called us to uh, walk in your likeness, likeness of your son, Jesus. And while perfection on this side of heaven is not likely for us, uh, getting better and taking a step closer to you is. So we help that we pray that you would help us to do that, to, that you would expose the sin that is in our lives, that we can have um, uh, victory over and we could follow you and have a closer walk with you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. It's great talking to you again. Remember, tomorrow, uh, 1045 Eastern Time, we will have our sermon go live both on YouTube and Facebook. Last week, Facebook, we had some difficulties, so you might want to jump on just a little bit early and make sure you can get over to YouTube, as that seemed to be a little bit... Um, uh, a little more stable, uh, yeah, less glitchy, less glitchy on, on YouTube than Facebook, but we're hoping that tomorrow we've got the YouTube thing figured out. So God bless you. Continue to go ahead and comment here and have the conversation with your family. And we will talk to you again, both tomorrow morning in our sermon, but in our devotion on Monday night. God bless.